Hey guys, welcome to the Killing the Tea podcast. This is Gare and Kate, and we are going to be discussing all things chills, thrills, and kills. Kate and I are going to be talking about our favorite books, TV shows, and movies that are in the thriller or crime fiction genre, as well as some reading habits and other items related to how we met on Bookstagram um, that will fit in with this podcast. So thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you have fun and get totally terrified. I know I have, what was it, uh, seeing, is it Seeing Strangers? What's the one with strangers in it? (gasps) I think that's the oh other one. God. You will literally, that book is so fucking hot. You're going to feel like you're in an oven. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like scary sexy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> like, I think we've had this conversation before where like, if you ask like any gay man who's ever used like Grinder or any like hookup app, how like, there've definitely been a few times where you go to meet a stranger for. Uh-huh. Yep. Whatever. And you're like, this is a little sketchy. Something doesn't feel right about this. This guy's kind of acting mm-hmm. strange, but like you just follow your instincts. And yeah. unfortunately, there are some times where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that guy didn't murder me. So it's like, that's how <laughs> I, I felt about like seeing strangers when I was reading it. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. the sex in this is so hot and so good, but there's this like dark cloud where I'm like, something crazy is coming. <laughs> And it just like reminded me of like how everybody has like a horror story of mm-hmm. like a grinder gone almost escapade. wrong. Yeah, gone gear. Gone gear. Gone gear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um we kind of matched today unintentionally. I know. Okay, so I woke up this morning instead of choosing violence, I chose pink because I was like I woke up and I was like it's Tuesday I'm gonna wear this pink sweatshirt that I got Mm -hmm. at um I bought this at a gap outlet like two summers ago and it's one of my favorite sweatshirts in the entire world so comfortable there's a place um it's like hours and hours from me Mm -hmm. it's called um Lake George and they have like this outlet mall but it's all like outdoors Mm. it's so much fun it's so much fun to shop there we have a couple like that well, yeah, um, you have a little bit more there's around one, you. It's far away from us, but we do have, like, it is outdoors is what it was making me think about, like. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's, like, fun I to, like, shop outdoors. I will the car, though, but I probably should, because there's even, like, a Nike. There's, like, a Nike next to a Gap and an Old Navy, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a Gap, an Old Navy, there's a J Crew, but... I I used to be a huge J Crew person, but then oh yeah, I realized that a lot of their stuff is like the same thing that it was like two or three years ago. They just yeah, change the color a little bit or something, make the stripes a little smaller. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> not your vibe. It's <laughs> not my vibe is. anymore. <laughs> um, I have an icebreaker for you. <gasps> nice. I'm ready. I thought of this because we always talk about how we could get so much more reading done mm-hmm. if there weren't tiktok because you yeah. find yourself sometimes like endlessly scrolling yes um which is what i was doing tonight because i just couldn't get into the book that i'm trying to read and i was like yeah do i want to start a new book a half hour before we record the podcast no i don't 
So what is the last song that you had stuck in your head forever because of TikTok? Oh, because of TikTok. So or it could be like a sound. You yeah, know how, like, right people now, do the, yeah. I, get, I do get both. Sometimes it is just the sound. But yeah. do you know who Elise Myers is on TikTok? Yes, you don't have yes, to. I do. Okay, yes, I do. So she has a song, "Chronically Cautious," something okay. overly cautious that like kind of blew up last week, and it's very catchy, and it's about, <laughs> it's about feeling the need to overachieve and like letting yourself <laughs> just, you know, be yourself. <laughs> yep. So of course it's in my feed, right? <laughs> right. I was going to say like your algorithm, like <laughs> hit that on the hand. I know. And then I saw a TikTok yesterday that was like, uh, it was one of the TikToks. I get these every now and then where it says, um, <clears throat> where it's like, this song is, this sound isn't actually trending. There are like 5,000 videos of it. It's just, it's mm-hmm. just your algorithm. So <laughs> it really is my algorithm. And I was like, cool. So I didn't know if you were going to even know who she was, but. I know amazing. she is. Yeah. She's, she's so funny. inspirational and funny. Yeah. Yeah. What was are the we last thinking? One, I what? I want to make sure it's the same person. She has really curly hair like short curly black hair and she's very dry sense of humor yes and talks okay yes yes a lot yes i've only seen okay so that's the problem with my algorithm Mm -hmm. the videos i've seen of her have been like the very sarcastic like funny dry sense of humor thing and i haven't seen anything she's done about like taking care of your mental health that's amazing (laughs) i love it yes because why why would i take care of my mental health who has time for that why take care of your mental health when you can just complain to everyone about it yeah or get on tiktok or or get on tiktok (laughs) um i mean it's no lie to anybody that like i am a huge SZA fan Mm -hmm. and um she has a song called kill bill yes and it's one of my favorite songs in the entire world and there's like one part where she's like i'm so mature like i'm so mature like because she got like a therapist about mm-hmm. like wanting to kill her ex and his new girlfriend and yes. people will stitch that sound and like do something like say something like minor like be like I made my mm-hmm. coffee at home today instead of going yes. to Starbucks and buying it and it's like I'm so mature I'm yes. so mature <laughs> yes I love those like- <laughs> those are the best and yeah. that has been stuck in my head before too <laughs> And I, so I'm like cooking like dinner tonight. And like, that's what made me think of it. Cause I'm like cooking dinner and I'm like, I'm so mature. I'm so mature. And then I'm like, I just killed my ex. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yes, like if anybody like ever like bugged my phone or my house and I'm singing, mm-hmm. like, I just killed my ex, like his new girlfriend's next. I'm just like, no, it's just SZA. She can sing about anything. And I'm like, oh, it's relatable. <laughs> Well, I didn't really get into folklore and evermore. Like I just didn't really listen to them all the way. And so I just recently discovered no body, no crime. And Tyler heard me listening to it for the first time. And he was like, are you trying to tell me something? And I was like, no, it's just a song. (laughs) I want that song to be a movie. I know. It was like Taylor wrote a thriller. I want Taylor Swift to direct it. Yeah. And I want like Samantha Downing or Jamie Lynn Hendricks to write the script. Yes. I just want like Victoria Pedretti in it. Yep. And then like of the course. 
the new girlfriend. Yep. I want like a trashy like Margot Robbie. Yeah. That would like be really teased good. hair, blue eyeshadow. Blue. <laughs> yes. Daisy Dukes being like yes. at the Olive Garden with a mm-hmm. glass of $3 red wine causing a scene. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's all I want in life. Amazing. There are like so many little details, like Olive Garden in the song. And you're like, she wrote a book almost. <laughs> you're like, I see all of these yeah. things happening. The new tires on the truck would be like, yes. so like, I just picture like somebody outside in this, like, like not even like gravel I saw it in like a small town like with like some house where there's like a bunch of trees around it yeah and like not even like a real driveway I don't know how to say it yes not paved not paved I was about to say like gravel or dirt gravel or dirt or like one of those driveways that like Mm -hmm. just you keep pulling into the same place over and over again that your tire marks make like kill the grass basically and like somebody with like a flashlight or the flashlight on their phone being like oh my god these fucking tires are new that is exactly how i imagined it and i'm kind of tripping out over it but and taylor swift like playing sd i know that would be cool that would be such a cool cameo because like obviously like you can't spoil a song people and if you haven't heard it that's your own problem but like sd does not make it very well so good no body no crime it's amazing like, I love the way she flips the chorus every single time. Like, it's so creative and clever. Oh, my God. I know. It's so good. And, like, the okay. Haim sisters could be, like, yes. the waitresses at the Olive Garden. <gasps> yes, they have to be. Oh, my gosh. Or, like, one of them could be the police when it's, like, they think she did it. They're all, like, the deputies. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. We need to send this to Taylor ASAP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like get on it because she is. Or Taylor Swift could be the sheriff. That would be cool. Yeah, and the Haim sisters would be like her deputies. (gasps) I'm just bummed they didn't make a music video because like they could have just. No, like I figured that one of all of them would probably have one, but she she didn't do tons during COVID. Yeah, I I mean, I guess that was a pretty smart idea. So she didn't like. I think that's what I saw. It was. I guess it would look kind of shitty if you canceled your tour because of COVID, and. I mean, she canceled it early on when she mm-hmm. was like, I know that this isn't going to work. But like, I yeah. guess it would have been kind of shitty if you cancel your tour and be like, I'm going to keep everybody safe during COVID. And then like film like yeah. a music video with like thousands of people. Everybody in it, like a whole story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. so, I mean, she can make it now, but. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So. You had a cool idea. Yeah. Because speaking of TikTok. This is how mm-hmm. I came up with this idea. I was scrolling <laughs> through TikTok the other day and mm-hmm. there's a gentleman on there. His name is Baker Reeves. Uh, yeah, he, I think I follow him. He does a lot of like thriller and horror recommendations, but mm-hmm. you know, he always does like, these are the most disturbing things I've ever read. These are mm-hmm. the creepiest things I've ever read, you know? And it's like, nice. sometimes I find myself in a position where like a thriller is like good pacing wise, but mm-hmm. I need something like Jar of Hearts that's going to like disturb me mm, um, yeah. or like Pretty Girls. That's like a book that yes. he always recommends. Yeah. So he started recommending some of these like thrillers that were like borderline thriller horror. And I added uh-huh. a lot of them to my wish list. Ooh. But because I watched so many of his videos in a row, uh-huh. I kept getting book talk 
like all oh, over her. Yes. And before I knew it, I was like adding all of these books that have like come out within the past like few years or so. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these are recent books and I need to read them and I don't know why I haven't already. That's so cool that that was kind mm-hmm. of the inspo for it. So then I was like, what if we just, you know, talk about some books that maybe have come out recently mm-hmm. that like whether they came out and you weren't aware of them or you mm-hmm. weren't in the mood for them or they just like you were kind of overwhelmed with your TBR like here's some things that you know have came out recently that we want to yeah. dive into yeah I did have a couple that like it's not like they came out super recently but I was like it's okay I mean anything within like to us recently as avid readers you're probably thinking like a few months yeah and to a lot of people it could be within five years they're all within five years (laughs) so you know what I mean like yes um that was kind of what I landed on I was like I think we just mean like generally recently spoken about books that's right yeah I mean I saw like an interview where somebody was like talking about like recent thrillers and they were referencing Gone Girl oh okay so you know I mean to like to us like recent thrillers are like within the past year because we read so much but to a lot of people it's like they may have been reading thrillers for 30 or 40 years so Gone Girl's more recent for them you know because it was 10 years ago good point you're right so of course I love hearing it so what was the first one that Baker Reads made you want to read well, okay, so my first one I need to shout out. Oh, okay, go for it. There's a little bit more of an explanation with this one. It wasn't necessarily, okay. I think there's, I think there's two that Baker Reads recommended out of my five that I picked. Okay. But the reason I want to shout this one out first is because mm-hmm. I'm shallow. So okay. I want to apologize to Kelly Garrett because she had a book come out called Like a Sister. Okay. I saw reviews on it. The plot sounds really good. I added it to my wish list. And then mm-hmm. after adding it to my wish list, I saw that the paperback cover was different than the hardback. Uh-huh. And the paperback cover, I like love, love, love. So the only reason I haven't read it yet is because I love the paperback cover more and the paperback's not out yet. Okay. And so the paperback read. Or is it the other one? Mm-mm. It's not red. It's like, okay. I think like purplish and it has like a woman with sunglasses on the cover. Oh, nice. This, I love purple more than red. So, so, but it sounds so good. And it says that it's perfect for fans of Jessica Knoll. <gasps> well, there you go. And Jessica Knoll is my homegirl. I love her. Yeah, you do. Jennifer Hilliard, Jessica Knoll, and Ashley Winstead are like yeah. my trifecta of women that I will always stick up for and rally. If yes. there is ever a natural disaster, I am going across the country and collecting all three of them and putting them on my back to save them. <laughs> you will become super gear. <laughs> I would be like, you know how they say that like when like something happens, scary that like people don't recognize their own strength and like people have like lifted cars and stuff that Mm -hmm. would be me just running through the country in my pink gap sweatshirt with like (laughs) jessica knoll and ashley winstead and jennifer hillier (laughs) on my back (laughs) that's my 
Well, Jennifer Hillier is in Canada, but I'm close to Canada. So I'll stop yeah. and scoop her up first. She'd be easy to help. I could talk to her all day about how just fucking gorgeous her hair is. So we have oh plenty gosh, to talk. I know. Like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So Like a Sister by Kelly Garrett um, is about a story in which no one bats an eye when a Black reality TV star is found dead in the Bronx, except for her estranged half-sister, whose refusal to believe the official story leads her on a dangerous search for the truth. When the body of disgraced reality TV star Desiree Pierce is found on the playground in the Bronx in the morning after her 25th birthday party, the police and the media are quick to declare her death an overdose. It's a tragedy, certainly, but not a crime. Desiree's half-sister, Lena Scott, knows that can't be the case. A grad student at Columbia, Lena has spent the past decade forgetting her own path. Oh, sorry. Forging her own path far from a little rusty. I took a week off. Forgetting it. <laughs> yeah. Forging her own path far from the spotlight. But some facts about Desiree just couldn't have changed since their childhood. And Desiree would never travel above 125th Street. So why is no one listening to her? Despite the bitter truth that the two haven't spoken in two years, torn apart by Desiree's partying and by their father, Mel, a wealthy and influential hip-hop mogul, Lena becomes determined to find justice for her sister, even if it means untangling her family's darkest secrets or ending up dead herself. That sounds so good. That sounds so fucking good. I really like reality TV in thrillers. It's so cool. Yeah. You do? I do. I didn't know that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm kind of fond of the idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd say. Um, yeah. I do too. I do too. Because I, I'm always, okay, I'm very happy that no one's been killed. But I'm always really shocked when there's like real world, real housewives, whenever there's one of those situations and people mm -hmm. are so unhinged to be yeah. popular, to be famous, mm -hmm. to navigate some sort of idea that they want the public to have about them. I'm always surprised that somebody hasn't been really, really, really hurt. I agree. Especially I'm the also ones surprised that have, Lisa like, Rinna isn't in, in prison. As well. What? Sorry, we were just talking over each other. <laughs> I said I'm also really surprised Lisa Rinna isn't in prison. Yeah. I could definitely see her like that. slitting some throats. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised Erica Jane isn't either. <laughs> I mean. She's okay. Go on. Lisa Renna is too self-absorbed and yeah. cares too much about herself that I feel like she could not like control herself and would kill somebody but i also don't find her to be smart enough to hide a to body get, yeah get away with it erica jane would murder somebody like take half a xanax yeah probably have a cigarette and then mm -hmm. be like okay i'm gonna get away with this now like i yeah. she would be able to get away with murder she would just pause and then she'd be like i can't even remember what her little her her whole glam squad has some name, but she just she just called them up. She was like, "Guys, you need to come over." I don't even think she would need to. That's a good point. I think she would literally be like the per first right. person to like steal like it. a saw from her neighbor and just start cutting up a body. 
yeah. hiding it somewhere right. and then like showing up for filming the next day. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you got that down. We need to do a whole episode of like our theories on like how a housewife would break bad. <laughs> I feel like we could do a whole episode of like the things the do's and don'ts of reality tv and what we wouldn't be surprised Mm -hmm. to see yeah i want to read because we always like say kind of like with um like jen shaw and stuff how Mm -hmm. um how like stupid some of these people are because if you're doing something illegal if you're doing something you're trying to hide from the government just mm-hmm. don't go on reality TV. Like all of exactly. your secrets are going to be exposed. If don't you're cheating on your wife, mm-hmm. don't go on reality TV because your right. mistress is going to be on page six. Mm-hmm. Like quick. I want a book about like America's favorite reality star. Like, yes, just somebody that like everybody loves, like a Chris Kardashian something yeah. before the Kardashians were a little too overexposed <laughs> and have like somebody be like, Oh my God, like this, like we love them. Like picture like Jimmy Fallon, right? Yeah. Everybody's loved him for years. Now what happens when you wake up in the morning and you open the paper and they say that Jimmy Fallon is a serial killer yeah, and it's be just been murdering people for 10 shocking. years and getting away with that. Yeah. Like and, you know, it's not studio. <laughs> it's not somebody like Lisa Rinna or like yeah, people that like you just don't like. It's yes. somebody like Jimmy Fallon. That would be really weird. Fucking nuts, right? That would definitely so cool. write that book <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. Probably. I feel like if you and I wrote a book together, it would be like so wild and so much fun and everything. But can you imagine how many people when they were reviews would be like, these characters were way too snarky. Yeah. Like I didn't every character is like bitchy, sarcastic, (laughs) like blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm sorry, but people with dry senses of humor who are sarcastic, they're not hanging out with Bambi. No. (laughs) Close the book if you don't like it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I'm a sucker for dry humor. <laughs> I got a 100%. book or like an email about a, a book from NetGalley or whatever. But the uh subject line was like darkly funny, razor sharp. And I was like, you got me. <laughs> you know, when like they say things like that, I feel like they like use that for like so many different thrillers. I know. You know, so like to me, that would be like the you series by carolyn kepnes mm-hmm. or look what you made me do by elaine murphy yes i agree did you I read did the book this one and it's really funny what what is that it's called natural beauty by it's an asian name so i don't know how to pronounce it um by ling ling huang i will check ling it out Wong. I like it so far. It is, it reminds me of Kismet. So I still, that might, it's <laughs> very satirical. <laughs> so, you know, I love it. And she literally <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> I know. I'm We've talked a- about one book and we both brought up Jar of Hearts and Kismet. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Oh my unhinged. God. unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Satire 
and the thriller will just it does it for me <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to check it out then yeah i'll let you know i'm like not <clears throat> even very far in but it's very it's very funny in the commentary already and like she works at a place like they call it holistic is like this beauty bar that she's working at and it's spelled like s-t-i-k so like it like looks all cool it has some fun vibes so then i'll let you know how the plot actually yeah progresses but i hope it's good cool. i think i'll like it but yeah we've so. already talked about our faves why not? oh yeah <laughs> got <laughs> you more yeah <laughs> um some of i have two on my list that I recently added because I got so obsessed with Ninth House and Hellbent. So then I was also like just looking that was a moment where I was like oh my gosh is there a whole other genre out there that I would really enjoy so I was looking at lots of recommendations and you and I have talked about this one but I don't think either of us have read it but one of the first ones that I saw that looked good was If We Were Villains by ml rio Uh um so oliver marx has just served 10 years in jail for a murder he may or may not have committed on the day he's released he's greeted by the man who put him in prison detective colburn is retiring but before he does he wants to know what really happened a decade ago as one of seven young actors studying shakespeare at an elite arts college Oliver and his friends play the same roles on stage and off. Hero, villain, tyrant, temptress, ingenue, extra? Oh, I thought it needed to say etc. but an extra is a theater term. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That threw me. But when the casting changes and the secondary characters usurp the stars, the plays spill dangerously over into life and one of them is found dead. The rest face their greatest acting challenge yet, convincing the police and themselves that they are blameless. So I'm pretty sure this one was probably recommended because of the fun, dark academia vibes of mm-hmm. Ninth House. And just like, I think it's a, it sounds like it's kind of a big cast too. So I think I'm going to try it out now. At some yeah, point. I want to try it. The whole like, the whole Shakespeare obsessed cast intimidates me a little bit because i'm like are these all gonna be like pretentious people i know but i can't stand i hadn't read it yet because i also don't really care about shakespeare same but But i've also (laughs) read a lot of reviews that said you don't have to give a shit about shakespeare yeah (laughs) to enjoy the book that's what i'm hoping for i also love the the plot device of having somebody who may or may not have committed a crime or when you're like oh my god this guy murdered somebody 10 years ago then you find out he was innocent yes i'm a big fan of that one fuck me up and hop on my kindle i actually read two in in a row like that because i read the liar's girl and then the perfect marriage well time didn't pass in the perfect marriage but you were wondering if he did it or not yeah i love the The show what can i say i know it's so good yeah and it's also in in my dreams i hold a knife yes it is Mm -hmm. and the girls are also nice here and if we're villains is kindle unlimited oh 
that's good. Mm-hmm. Add that to our Kindle list. You know, it's really funny because I think I remember seeing it and being like, if I would have read that book, that's one of the Kindle Unlimited books I could have recommended if I would have read it by now. I think I, think I had I, that same thought. I think I've bought it like two or three times. And like every time I clean out my shelves, I like give it away because I'm like, I haven't read this yet. <laughs> that's funny. So I'm just going to download it on my Kindle and just call <laughs> <You> it a <should>. day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds good. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. I'm into it. What else are you into? I don't have a segue. I know. Um, okay, this one has the longest synopsis. So I'm gonna go with my next one. This is one of Baker Reed's recommendations. Nice. Um, and I'm gonna go with this one. I believe I believe this one is described as like thriller and horror-ish elements. And I'm just going to say that for this one and the other one, because somebody and I were talking today about (laughs) how there were a couple of books who have been labeled as thrillers that were not by paranormal or supernatural authors. So when they got to the paranormal or supernatural or horror element, they were like really disappointed because they thought it was like, Mm-hmm. a sellout so yep. i was gonna say like this one is described as having either horror or supernatural elements so if you read it okay. and there's something a little unrealistic in it then that would be why but um it is called such a pretty smile by christy demeester d-e-m-e-e-s-t-e-r um it says mm-hmm. there's something out there that's killing known as the cur or cure he leaves no traces save for the torn bodies of girls on the verge of becoming women who are known as troublemakers those who refuse to conform to know their place the girls who don't know when to shut up in 2019 13 year old lila sawyer has secrets she can't share with anyone not the school psychologist she's seeing not her father who has a new wife and a new baby and not her mother the infamous carolyn sawyer a unique artist whose eerie sculptures made from bent twigs and crimped leaves have made her a local celebrity but soon lila feels haunted from within terrorized by a delicious evil that shows her how to find her voice until she's punished for using it in 2004 carolyn sawyer hears dogs everywhere snarling barking teeth snapping that no one else seems to notice at first she blames the phantom sounds on her insomnia and her acute stress and caring for her ailing father but then the delusions begin to take shape both in her waking hours and in the violent visceral sculpture she creates while in a trance-like state. Her fiancé is convinced she needs help. Her new psychiatrist waves her problem away with pills, but Carolyn's past is a dark cellar filled with repressed memories and a lurking horror that the men around her can't understand. As past demons become a present threat, both Carolyn and Lila must chase the source of this unrelenting, oppressive power to its malignant core. Wow. That sounds messy. That sounds intense. <laughs> yeah. It sounds messy. Mm-hmm. It sounds gritty. Yes. <laughs> it sounds terrifying. Yes, it does sound um, terrifying. It sounds to it sounds to me like literally like 
feminism meets like Stephen King. Yeah. It definitely sounds like sounds like that. Like horror serial killer, like women who are like, mm-hmm. I will not be tamed. I will not shut up. I will not let men intimidate me. Yes. So <clears throat> I want to read it. Yeah. That one sounds perfect for you. I actually thought of you as well. Yeah. Um because I, when I was, like, reading the synopsis, I was, like, I think out of, like, all of my picks for tonight's episode that, like, this will be the one that, like, Kate me, Kate might be, like, I think I'm going to read that, too. I I added it to my Goodreads shelf. Goodreads TBR. So it's there. Oh, yeah. It just sounds really good. I agree. And well, I like a little I disturbing. one that is kind of about... <laughs> facing killers oh yeah um and i actually saw may cobb post about how much she loved it and so i was like well i'm gonna add it yeah i'm just gonna Uh, add it now too because yeah you might have read it i don't know i don't think we've talked about it but no home for killers by e a amar imar um it's a long synopsis too yeah, it has a, the cover is really pretty. I feel like I saw it all over Instagram and then I saw May post about it and I was like, hmm. Um, but it is about the chilling story of two conflicted sisters, their murdered brother and the secrets a family hoped they'd never have to face. The murder of jazz musician and social activist Marcus Pena doesn't come as a surprise to his estranged sisters. Melinda and Emily Pena know their controversial brother had enemies After all, even they hadn't spoken to Marcus since their mother's funeral two years ago. Who killed Marcus? Was it someone trying to keep his latest protest song from publication? Was it the powerful and secretive uncle of his ex-girlfriend, Rebecca? Or was it one of the other women Marcus had callously abandoned? To unravel the truth, Melinda and Emily must first face their own demons. Melinda, a former social worker suffers from PTSD, haunted by the people she failed to help and unable to maintain meaningful relationships. Emily also pushes people away, afraid she'll get hurt and afraid they'll find out she's three strikes, a masked vigilante who violently punishes abusive men. Marcus wasn't a good man, but he was family and it's up to his sisters to uncover his lifetime of lies and the truth of his death. So also kind of feminist sounding. She's out there beating up abusive men i want to read that right now kindle unlimited as well really yeah they they have a lot more lately because this one came out in february it came out february 7th okay i want it doesn't that sound so good i want i i was like this has so many things going on i bet it's a lot of people are saying it's like atmospheric and all of that fuck yeah i see a little baby moving what i see a little baby moving yeah oh he's my laid down on the couch he's gonna listen now it's like books 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 wake me up when it's over more book stuff <laughs> yeah every fucking week mom <laughs> <laughs> it's all you um, talk about um yeah no that sounds so good and i think you and may cobb 
just mm-hmm. helped me with my little reading issue where the book I'm reading isn't just like hitting the spot like I want it to. Mm-hmm. So I might go back to it at a later time and pick that up. Nice. So it's either going to be that or some divorced men club smut smut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe both. See how you're feeling. I was going to say you could do both. Could you imagine if I Marco Polo you in the morning and there's like a lit cigarette like hanging out of my hair and I look like a disaster? I'm like, I didn't sleep all night. <laughs> I just kept. I drinking. haven't gone to bed at all. <laughs> oh gosh, you're like, but it was the best night of my life. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, no, that gosh, sounds really good. That for you. Oh, I know, right? Well, I took an hour nap today on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. And like literally woke up and like didn't know what time it was, what like where I was going, what I was doing, where I was supposed to be. Like I just was like so disoriented. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I needed a nap. I did not I did not fit it in. I've been I know I'm like all over the place tonight, but I just we haven't recorded in two weeks and I just miss yeah. your little face so much. Even though we talk about Marco Polo, but whatever. I know. <laughs> like um, it's like we haven't talked to each other. Yeah. I've just <laughs> been going through this like little like issue where I'm fine in the morning and then mm-hmm. like I get that little lull in the mm-hmm. afternoon and then I'm fine in the early evening, but like around like eight or nine o'clock, like I could go to bed. But I don't because I know if I do, I'm going to wake up at like five o'clock in the morning and then like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like bright eyed, bushy tailed. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, I'm like this. Yeah, that's frustrating. So, but that's I think I'm just like a night person. Yeah. But as I get older, I turn into a morning person because I like to get up in the morning and like do shit and get shit done. You know, so really good. Yeah. It feels really good just to wake up and be home and get your shit done that you need to do. That too. No place like home. No. No place like home. Unless you're in a book. Unless you're in a book in your called Just Like Home by Sarah Gailey. Nice. <laughs> which is another one from Baker Reads. Um, this one I believe also has horror, supernatural, paranormal elements, so don't be surprised if they pop up. Um, but it is about a woman named Vera who gets a message saying, Come home from her mother. Um, in spite of their long estrangement, in spite of the memories, she's come back to the home of a serial killer, back to face the love she had for her father and the bodies he buried there. Coming home is hard enough for Vera, and to make things worse, she and her mother aren't alone. A parasitic artist has moved into the guest house out back and is slowly stripping Vera's childhood for spare parts. He insists he isn't the only, or he insists he isn't the one leaving notes around the house in her father's handwriting, but who else could it be? There are no secrets yet undiscovered in the foundations of the notorious Crowder house. Vera must face them and find out for herself how deep the rot goes. You said this one has been compared to Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. And Sharp Objects. Oh my gosh. And I'll Be Gone in the Dark. I haven't read that one. 
It's the Michelle McNamara book. It's the true crime one about the Golden State Killer. Oh, yep. Okay. And the uh, HBO turned it into a docu-series. You will fucking love the docu-series. Oh, nice. If you don't want to read the book, like, you will love the docu-series. Hmm. I'm going to add that. Yeah. Yeah, you will love that. So, but this book sounds so good. Yeah. Like just to have this character who loves her father so much and he's a serial killer and then she comes home and like i don't care if there's a supernatural element like him leaving her notes and her like in her father's handwriting whether it's her father or if there is a reasonable explanation for it Mm -hmm. i don't give a shit i'm gonna (laughs) binge the hell out of this yeah and the cover is gorgeous and it's pink i love that cover (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> when you started talking about it I looked it up and I was like oh my gosh this sounds good it looks pretty like it just yeah sounds so- yeah it sounds really good we're both gonna get to it mm-hmm. actually it's kind of the color of your sweatshirt tonight I need to make sure I don't ruin this sweatshirt until I get that book because it'll be a really, really cool bookstagram pick <laughs> yeah yeah well, I have no segue because there's an, I, my last three don't relate to that at all. And this one definitely doesn't relate to it. But as everyone knows, I became a Taylor Jenkins Reed fan this year. So mm-hmm. Malibu Rising is also on my to read list. It's kind of a long one, too. Um, Malibu, August 1983. It's the day of Nina Riva's annual end of summer party and anticipation is at a fever pitch. Everyone wants to be around the famous Rivas. Nina, the talented surfer and supermodel, brothers Jay and Hud, one a championship surfer, the other a renowned photographer and their adored baby sister, Kit. Together, the siblings are a source of fascination in Malibu and the world over, especially as the offspring of legendary singer Mick Riva. The only person not looking forward to the party of the year is Nina herself, who never wanted to be the center of attention and who has also just been very publicly abandoned by her pro tennis player husband. Oh, and maybe HUD because it is long past time to confess something to the brother from whom he's been inseparable since birth. Jay, on the other hand, is counting the minutes until nightfall when the girl he can't stop thinking about promise she'll be here. And Kit has a couple secrets of her own, including a guest she invited without consulting anyone. By midnight, the party will be completely out of control. By morning, the Riva Mansion will have gone up in flames. But before the first spark in the early hours before dawn, the alcohol will flow, the music will play, and the loves and secrets that shape this family's generations will all come bubbling to the surface. Ooh. That sounds so fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm frozen, aren't I? <laughs> oh boy, it's been so long since it happens. <laughs> the thing is, like, I'm. I've read Malibu Rising. I really, really enjoyed it. I think you're gonna love it. Nice. Um, it's okay, bud. When you're reading the synopsis, I'm remembering things from the story. So I'm trying to be very stoic with my face. (laughs) And when you were reading it, I was like looking and all of a sudden I'm like, 
I think she's frozen, <laughs> but I don't want to tell you because I didn't want to like interrupt you while you were like reading the synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's going to be a long one. And it didn't seem that long until I was like, okay, don't make a facial expression at this. Don't make a facial expression about this. Like I, I know all these things about these like kids and everything. Right. And then I'm like, and don't tell her she's frozen yet. And then you're like, bubble to the surface. And I'm like, sounds so good. You're frozen. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yes, you will really, really enjoy Malibu Rising. I'm excited. I kind of space out my Taylor Jenkins read books between a few thrillers. But it's the next one I'm going to read. I've heard really good things about her other books, that came out prior to Evelyn Hugo as well. I wanted to tell you that. One yeah. True Loves, my friend Cindy says, is really good. And it is it is getting made into a movie or I think, TV uh, I think everything she's fucking written has at this point. I think so, yeah. I think everything, yeah. I know they're doing Malibu Rising. I know they're doing Evelyn Hugo. And obviously yeah. Daisy Jones is coming out shortly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Let's see what happens with Carrie Soto. I sobbed. Do you think it? So, I've only read Malibu Rising and Evelyn Hugo. Yeah, I can't remember what made me decide to do Carrie Soto, but I was shocked by how captivated I was by a story about a tennis player. Yeah, I feel like some people are like the tennis was too much. I couldn't get into the story, or they're like, I fucking loved it. I don't give a shit if there was too much tennis in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could, it's definitely going to come down to preference. I just found a book. <laughs> this, I um saw an interview with Dillian Flynn. Mm. And she recommended this book and I haven't read it yet. How to Fall Ooh. Out of Love Madly. And she was Whoa. like, I don't ever recommend anything with love in the title, but like this book is so good. And so I was like, I wonder where I put that. And I just saw it when we were recording. Whoa. So... She said it? it was really good. Is it like uh, fiction? I don't know. Okay. Nice. I don't know. Gillian Flynn, my girl. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. Um. Well, this next one is one I actually don't know who I saw on Instagram or whatever that. <laughs> recommended this but when I read the synopsis I was like motherfucker how did this not come across like my feed until now um it is called Jackal by Aaron E. Adams okay a young black girl goes missing in the woods outside her white rust belt town but she's not the first and she may not be the last it's watching Liz is coming home reluctantly as a black woman liz doesn't exactly have fond memories of johnstown pennsylvania a predominantly white town but her best friend is getting married so she braces herself for a weekend of awkward and passive aggressive reunions liz has grown though she can handle whatever awaits her but on the day of the wedding somewhere between dancing and dessert the bride's daughter carolyn goes missing this is the second book I've had. I don't know if it's Carolyn or Caroline. So whatever <laughs> floats your I think boat, that's I guess. Caroline. <laughs> okay. And the only thing left behind is a piece of white fabric covered in blood. It's taking. 
As a frantic search begins with the police combing the trees for Caroline, Liz is the only one who notices a pattern, a summer night, a missing girl, a party in the woods. She's seen this before. Keisha Woodson, the only other black girl in school, walked into the woods with a mysterious man and was later found with her chest cavity ripped open and her heart missing. Liz shudders at the thought that it could have been her, and now, with Caroline missing, it can't be a coincidence. As Liz starts to dig through the town's history, she uncovers a horrifying secret about the place she once called home. Children have been going missing in these woods for years. All of them black, all of them girls. It's your turn. With the evil in the forest creeping closer, Liz knows what she must do. Find Caroline or be entirely consumed by the darkness. I can't believe you hadn't. I can't believe neither of us. I was going to say, I can't believe you haven't read this either. Uh Uh-uh. And that cover, the cover is so cool. Gorgeous. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting. Like, I'm not waiting for paperback with this book. Like, I'm ordering it. I'm finding it. Maybe I'll get it in Canada. But, like, I need this book as soon as humanly possible. sounds so good. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds incredible. It gives me a little, like, it gives me, like, get out vibes combined Mm -hmm. with sharp objects. Yeah. Yes. So I need it. Gives off. I agree. (sighs) Yeah. Every time we record, I'm like fuck me right exactly <laughs> i'm like yeah. how am i gonna choose the next book i read <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah it just sounds incredible yeah i'm really i'm really interested in that one me too i don't have a segue because this one is sci-fi i kind of with some of this my approach too was like just thinking of the books that like, because I'm a mood reader, I just have never been in the mood, but like I've added to my list because they've been recommended about other books. So anyway, Mm -hmm. this is a sci-fi one that I think I would like, but I just never (laughs) pick it to read it called Mickey seven by Edward Ashton um mickey seven is an expendable a disposable employee on a human expedition sent to colonize the ice world niflheim whenever there's a mission that's too dangerous (laughs) even suicidal the crew turns to mickey after one iteration dies a new body is regenerated with most of his memories intact after six deaths mickey seven understands the term of his deal and why it was the only colonial position unfilled when he took it On a fairly routine scouting mission, Mickey Seven goes missing and is presumed dead. By the time he returns to the colony base, surprisingly held back by native life, Mickey Seven's fate has been sealed. There's a new clone, Mickey Eight, reporting for expendable duties. The idea of duplicate expendables is universally loathed, and if caught, they will likely be thrown into the recycler for protein. Mickey Seven must keep his double a secret from the rest of the colony. Meanwhile, life on Niflheim is getting worse. The atmosphere is unsuitable for humans, food is in short supply, and terraforming is going poorly. The native species are growing curious about their new neighbors, and the curiosity has Commander Marshall very afraid. 
ultimately the survival of both life forms will come down to Mickey seven. That is if he can just keep dying for good. I'm frozen again. <laughs> I don't know how you keep it together. <laughs> oh boy. Who knows why I decided I'm... to. I don't know. I'm like a weirdo. I when you talk, you probably notice this when you're editing. When you talk and you're reading a synopsis, I'm usually like staring off into the middle of nowhere or like <laughs> not like looking at you because oh, yeah. like that's how I like kind of like pay attention and like try to like oh yeah do everything you know. So like mm -hmm. that when you were like going, I was like wow that sounds intense. And then I like looked and you were like frozen. I was like <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, all the people watching on YouTube are really gonna enjoy it. It gives, it's like they're here with us. Yeah. But um, that, that sounds one, very interesting. It is a lot like dark matter, which also mm -hmm. kind of deals with like multiple versions of yourself existing. So I've like had it on my list for a while since I saw it kind of compared to dark matter, but I've never read a book that takes place in space. So I think every time I'm like, am I going to like it? But I kind of feel like I will now that I read it, the synopsis again. That's how I feel about like Anne Rice and mm -hmm. Stephen King is like, yeah. I really want to read some books by them, but I have to be in that mood where I can kind of separate myself from yeah. what I'm used to and needing that, yeah. you know, I guess mm -hmm. I did read Interview with the Vampire and the Vampire Lestat. I did read those in high school. Mm -hmm. so. I haven't read those, but I know they're she has a witch trilogy that oh, i'm dying yeah. to read nice yeah i didn't know that mm -hmm. i think the first one's called the witching hour that sounds about right mm -hmm. yeah so but that sounds very interesting i would love to hear your yeah. feedback and your experience about your first book in space i know i need to read it i do mm -hmm. now that i've talked about it yeah <clears throat> Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'll bump it up. sometimes when you talk about a book, it like kind of like fuels that passion to like finally dive into it. Yes, I agree. That's definitely what this podcast has turned into. Yeah, right. <laughs> like all I know. the books. <laughs> all the books. All the books. <clears throat> I remember a reading experience that I, I don't want to say I didn't think I was going to like it, mm -hmm. but I was like a little like, I wonder how this is going to work for me was yeah. um the book chasing the boogeyman by richard chismar oh, yeah. where it was like kind it. of that meta yeah like kind of like what they did with the what brett easton ellis did with the shards mm -hmm. um so not only is there a sequel coming out to chasing the boogeyman but there's another book by richard chismar that's my final pick for the night oh my gosh how perfect how perf how perf <laughs> It has a new paperback cover and that's how okay. I found out about it because like he had posted about it on I think I saw it on Twitter. I'm sure oh, it's on nice. Instagram as well but um, and it's called The Girl on the Porch. Okay. So like the title already I'm like I need to know what's going on here. Yeah. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna tell everyone. Um, <laughs> when the Tuckers next door neighbor mentioned someone rang their doorbell late the previous night sarah and kenny tucker check their home security camera and discover something shocking the doorbell ringer also visited their house and it wasn't a teenager playing a prank 
but instead a terrified young woman with shackle hanging from her right wrist. She anxiously pressed the doorbell again and again, glancing over her shoulder as if someone were coming for her before giving up and taking off into the dark. Almost overnight, she becomes known as the girl on the porch and she's everywhere. There are updates on all the local networks, national coverage on CNN and Fox News. (laughs) For anyone who watches Fox News. (laughs) And the video goes viral on social media. Before long, everyone has seen the harrowing security camera footage. Kenny and Sarah figure it's only a matter of time before someone recognizes the woman, but as the days pass and no one comes forward, odd things become to transpire around the Tucker family. A man intensely watches them at a restaurant and then vanishes. Fresh footprints appear in the garden next to their house where no one should have been. A neighbor's pet is viciously killed and mutilated, and a mysterious man has started following their daughter, Natalie. So, okay, we've talked about how the whole, like, doorbell camera footage thing scares the shit out of me, which is why I don't have one. Yeah. So, like, when I saw this, I was like, okay, this is something that would literally be putting me into therapy. Like, because I'm I'm like, okay, I know this girl's probably going to need therapy when she's found with, like, shackles and, like, terrified (laughs) or whatever, like, running around in the dark. But, like, I'm going to need therapy by seeing her on my fucking camera. I think so so. between that and this like viral thing about Mm -hmm. what these people are seeing and like how media plays into it is another interesting thing to me Mm -hmm. I'm not excited for the animal violence but props to them for putting in the synopsis so people know I thought the same thing I also love 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 when you're dealing with parents Mm mm-hmm who are trying to do the most to protect their children i know i do too so when a man starts following their daughter i'm like this is the book for me like this screams i think i'm gonna order the jackal and this book tonight i think i'm just gonna order them on Amazon. i think you should i want to i want to read everything you talked about we can i can in time weekend together we can do it <laughs> i'm just like picturing like you and i going to like iceland for a week to like oh, binge read these five books so good <laughs> and stay cold and eat like icelandic pizza yes and chocolate i feel like maybe they have good chocolate maybe like oh swiss chocolate is like there i don't know yeah no i know what you mean there's some chocolate that, like, even when it's, like, described as, like, milk chocolate, it just tastes, mm-hmm. like, better. Yeah. Yeah. Now I want chocolate and cold temperatures. It's starting to get humid here, so. Oh, we have a snowstorm coming Friday. My hair to not look this good here soon when I get sweaty. That's not true. You're going to have your air conditioner. Yeah, I know. Your hair so- looks good all summer. All summer. Except for when you went outside and had your Larry bangs. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's what I look like kind of often. I almost sent you a picture today because I like worked out and I just looked like a samurai, basically. 
And I was like, I am going to completely transform in like two hours. (laughs) I actually am beginning to think that there is some sort of intuition, premonition, Mm -hmm. some sort of unexplained, unsolved mystery between both of our brains. Because not only did we eat the most fucking random thing for dinner at the same time the other night and not know about it. Yeah. (laughs) But... When I was making my dinner tonight, I went Mm -hmm. to text message you. Mm -hmm. And when I picked up my phone, before I could even unlock it, I got the notification that you were Marco Poloing me. (gasps) Whoa. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. That is trippy. I wasn't even like responding. I was telling you something random. Right. You were just like starting a new conversation. Because all day today, I was like, I'm so excited to like, record with Kate I'm super Mm -hmm. pumped for tonight like I have my picks and then like but like I didn't have to text you or Marco Polo you that because I didn't have anything else to add to the conversation like I didn't have anything update for you you know what I mean like to be like oh like this is like a good book or like oh like I watched something really good on tv like no I'm binging law and order and I'm gonna start watching all of the scream movies from the beginning because the new one comes out next Friday oh that is a good idea yeah so are you gonna go see it in theaters yeah I took the day off from work oh good that's awesome I'm making my dad my dad is like not excited my mom Uh has seen three of them with me because I've seen all the screen movies in the theater and nice but like my mom's going on a cruise so like it's just me and my dad and I'm like we're going to Canada (laughs) so we're going to canada to go see it and the only way i could convince him was a canadian whopper because he's my father's convinced that the whoppers at burger king in canada are better than the ones in the u.s they might be they might have different food regulations yeah they probably do but yeah so yeah that sounds super fun yep that is so yeah you're psychic and intuitive yeah we both are mm-hmm. that's probably why it happens so often i know the fucking quesadilla thing that was yeah. that scared me <laughs> like i, I wasn't just like oh my god like right. you you marco polling me or texting me when i'm about to text you was like not out of the norm right, right. because we talk very often yeah but when i like but, was like, like i ate a cheese quesadilla with black beans and corn <laughs> And the only reason I had that is because I had leftovers from making burritos and I had leftover corn and black beans. And I was like, I'm just going to make a quesadilla. My tortillas won't go bad, whatever. Yep. But I was like eating it. And I was like, this was the best thing in the entire world. Like it hit the spot. It was so good. And I texted you and said that I had that for dinner. And you were like, I had it for dinner too. Yeah. So trippy. I used to eat it in college a lot. And I just like refixated on it like the day before you texted me. So I had it like two days in a row and you texted me and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> no, because I've had like veggie quesadillas, veggie burritos. Yeah. I've never gone anywhere and had just black beans and corn. No, I don't think you're right. I haven't gone anywhere and just had that combo. But I've had it before in a quesadilla and like been like, oh my God, that's so good. It's a really good combination. Yeah. With like a shitload of hot sauce. Mm, yes. There's like a, 
have like a street taco sauce that's really good. I can't remember. I'm a Cholula right. guy. Yeah, we have that too. But we found something recently that was like, I don't know. I'll have to look. Yeah. Everyone out there, though, if you want cheap, easy to make comfort food <laughs> with extra protein. Oh, with extra protein and you get good fiber with the uh beans yeah well beans are good fi- or protein too they're both yeah yeah so we're just literally helping your health so healthy mm-hmm. <laughs> this is how a health podcast eat your bean quesadilla out. and then scare the shit out of yourself with these awesome yes. books <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so i have one last book that yes would maybe scare the shit out of you after you Ooh. eat our signature quesadilla yeah um, and that is infinite by brian freeman one rainy night i was like am i frozen <laughs> I'm like no paranoid. i'm just excited i'm ex- i heard yeah. brian freeman and i'm excited because yes. he always makes me think of like the, the blossoming of our friendship I know me too and I have but I have a bunch of his that like I know that like when I'm in a Brian Freeman mood like oh go read that and this is one that I haven't read yet um so one rainy night the unthinkable happens Dylan Moran's car plunges off the road into a raging river his beautiful wife drowning as he struggles to shore In the aftermath through his grief, Dylan experiences sudden strange visions. Wherever he goes, he's haunted by glimpses of himself. Dylan initially chalks it up to trauma, but that changes when he runs into a psychiatrist who claims he's her patient. She says he has been undergoing a unique hypnotherapy treatment built on the idea that with every choice, he creates an infinite number of parallel universes. Now those parallel universes are unlocked and Dylan's doppelganger has staked a claim to his world. This is like Mickey seven too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, wait, there's a theme. Can Dylan use these alternate realities to get a second chance at the life that was stolen from him? Or will he lose himself to himself? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I have a thing for multiple realities. (laughs) yeah yeah you do that sounds really cool there's um have you ever read dean have you ever read dean coons some but not because he has a lot right yeah 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 i have not read everything there's one okay so everybody who's a dean coons fan is going to come for me for this but i don't give a shit okay yeah but there's a movie that I watched. It was one of those movies that I like snuck behind my parents' back and watched it when I was little, and I yeah. definitely not should not have. <laughs> it's called Hideaway with Jeff Goldblum in it and Alicia okay. Silverstone. And it's like this guy who's like driving at night, Jeff Goldblum, and he goes off the road and they get into a car accident and he's taken to the hospital and he dies, but they revive him. So they're like, you were dead for like, a minute or so mm-hmm. but since they revive him he starts to notice he's like different and he starts having weird visions of a serial whoa. killer <gasps> whoa and alicia silverstone is his daughter and like okay. one at one point he starts to have and this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer but like okay. at one point yeah. he has like a vision like from the serial killer's point of view and sees his own daughter 
And I've oh always wanted to read God. that book because I really like I liked the movie, but everybody who's a Dean Koontz fan was like, that movie fucking sucks. But I really liked it for how entertaining it was. Yeah. And so now I really want to read the book. <gasps> now I want to read the book. Matting it. I think we should read the book together because if we it's should. like science fiction-y, you could mm-hmm. be like my science fiction like baby Yoda and just guide me where I need to go yeah I'll be like what yeah, the I'll fuck is it a this? in this situation <laughs> okay <laughs> I'll take oh. it <laughs> can I call you daddy <laughs> you can if you want to <laughs> oh my gosh that's the other what is imagine the you're on the phone you're like it's daddy and Tyler's like what the fuck are you talking like, what about what is happening <laughs> It's like why are you like, I'm why is Tara calling you daddy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, on one trip and now Gary's calling you daddy. That's another TikTok sound that gets in my head though, is the the song that everyone uses on all their Pedro Pascal edits. And I don't know what Which, the song's called at the moment. Oh. There's a lot of them that I've downloaded because I like love yeah. them. It's amazing. Are you watching The Last of Us? I don't think you are. Not yet. Okay. I'm it's in a very... So my mom is my TV partner. Like, I love watching movies oh, yeah. and TV shows with her. She's going on a cruise. And yeah. she leaves this Friday. So in, like, a few days, she's going on a cruise. Mm-hmm. And the only thing is, I can't start anything new. Because I don't want to start something new and have her gone for two weeks. Oh, yeah. And then be point. like... And then be like, well, I'm stuck and I can't like keep going, you know? Yes. So we've just been watching. Um, I caught up on the Real Housewives of Potomac. And She's I've been watching. That. Have you watched the season yet? No. I like the season out. No, I haven't watched any of it. You've never watched any Potomac? Oh, no, 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 no. Just this season oh. I haven't oh you're gonna like it it's really good it's infuriating but it's good the reunion's very good so far oh their reunions are very good yeah potomac's my favorite it's my number one i love them so i watched potomac yeah law and order svu yes and then i top it off with an old episode of roseanne and then i go to bed that's what i thought i was like i think he's still he's in a roseanne phase that just cracks me up for bedtime yeah, I want to laugh a little bit. Abbott Elementary was okay for bedtime. It's really funny. It is way funnier than I expected. Like we were just kind of like, oh, nice, something like thirty minutes and just like right. funny. And like sometimes we laugh pretty hard, and then we're not asleep. <laughs> well, I love this little TV corner because I've been meaning to tell you oh, while. Yeah. I'm like riding solo TV wise when my mom's on her cruise. I'm going yeah. to be, I think, diving into Insecure because of your recommendation. Oh, you, I feel like you're really going to enjoy it. I love it. Also, Rae and J.R. Ellis. I, oh my gosh. Well, the whole cast is just gorgeous. And I they love her are. friend. Yes. She has a friend. I don't know who the friend is, but she plays like the principal and loves Simon okay is it i think i know the characters i saw her in a tiktok where she was faking a british accent okay um is it yvonne orgy (laughs) ma'am 
I don't know. Oh, Yvonne... It no. is a beautiful cast of people, though. It's oh, not her. I, about. I feel like you would like Kendrick Sampson a lot. I fucking love Kendrick Sampson. And I didn't know he was in that. Uh, yeah, I became okay. an immediate fan when he was introduced. He's in 20 of the episodes. Um, I think it's Natasha Rothwell. Oh, nice. She's she plays really Kelly. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's yeah, also a writer on the show. I think a, I think a few of them do. So that's what I'm going to dive into because of your I'm recommendation. I'm so excited. Um, and then I also have a Kate Corner because there's a show that I started watching that I kind of feel like you would be into because it reminds me of us. Um, mm-hmm. It's like funny, quirky, and mm-hmm. a little drama. Yeah. But have you watched Sex Education? I haven't. With Gillian Anderson? On TikTok. No, I haven't seen it. So the brief synopsis is this kid who's like kind of a wallflower, but his mother, played by Gillian Anderson, is a sex therapist. And he finds himself in a position where he's giving like relationship and sex advice to two of like his fellow high school students. And they're like, oh my God, you fixed us. So then he starts like kind of being like, uh, like... (laughs) paid in cash like sex therapist to all of these high school students and it is so funny it is so witty and I'm really really enjoying it and I also feel like it's something that you would really really like yes I remember hearing that synopsis or like whatever seeing a summary of it yeah and being and thinking I was like that isn't the night the cool thing is it's actually a very unique premise yes it's not anything played out premise wise and I was like well it's kind of it's kind of one of those things where you were talking about how some shows are episodic and some have like an arc that goes across the season and this is like a very good combination of both oh that's cool so i think you would be really into it yeah and also um there's a lot of comedy um, and also, if you're a little pervert, there's a huge, huge, huge dick in, like, one of the first few episodes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, there's this guy that they're like, he has the biggest dick in the entire world. And he, like, uh, is sick of people talking about him. So he jumps uh-huh. on a table in the cafeteria and, like, <gasps> rips his pants down. Damn. You know what I was not prepared for in you was a large dead dick that they had on screen. That was, I was shocked. I was like, whoa. Was not planning on that. I was not planning on that either. <laughs> I was like, okay. I will say no, I'm not saying anymore at this time. <laughs> Refuse to comment. I plead the fifth. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so books dicks and tv recommendations <laughs> to well, no one's surprise <laughs> yeah that's all you're getting 